Hi, I'm Sherry. And I'm Nikki. And we love, love, as seen on TV. Bridgerton episode seven. Of season two. Season We're two. We're near the end. Feels weird. We are. And there's more that happens in this episode than I thought it happened. I thought, I was like, when I got to the end of this episode, I was like, okay, then what happens is episode eight, because I was like, that was pretty much... Like, we got to yeah. the end, and I was like, I thought that was everything that pretty much happened. I thought, the, like, the rest was, like, five more minutes, but I guess there's uh, a lot no, more. This is, this is the episode where they have sex. Yes. This is <laughs> where it all, it all comes together. The climax, both literally and figuratively. Yeah, I just called it sexy times. <laughs> the gazebo. Yeah. But yeah, we're getting ahead. We're getting ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Though we start with some sexy times. We do. Well, uh, yeah. Okay, because, yeah, I I put a note of this because I was kind of like, I mean, obviously we're all watching this because we're looking for something a little steamy. Yeah. But them both lying in bed thinking about that kiss the night before and, like, yeah. well, and Kate was touching kind of themselves. Herself. I was like, this yeah. is a little too much for me. I was like, whoa, 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 wait a second. <laughs> I was like, they're steamy and there's kind of, I don't know how I feel about this type of steamy. (laughs) Like, I was trying to figure out too, because, no, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. My mind got a little dirty in one of those scenes and I'm like, I should not. (laughs) Well, here's, I think, where season one and season two differ. So, like, season one, like, you had more sex scenes oh yeah they were doing it everywhere on oh yeah like staircases and yeah libraries staircases multiple times yeah outside everywhere all over the house and everyone well and then in this season they have the tension and then the one time so we've gotten that one time personally though in this regard i did like season one better Because, to be honest, like, I get that there was tension. There's not the type of tension that I personally like. Because a lot of the times they were bickering, but not in the good way. Yeah, and the the new misses that kept happening. Like, oh my god. Can we not anymore? frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I prefer season one. No, I agree, yeah. And I get that some people love the fact that there was, like, this build-up, and then finally, they finally have sex. And then it kind of goes from there, because there's only one episode left, but I'm like, you wasted so much time! Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we got to see it by episode four, right? And episode four or five in the first season? Yeah. So... I I hope that going forward, because they both are returning for the next season, mm-hmm. that we do get to to see some more of them together mm-hmm. in ways not not necessarily with them being the focus, but seeing them m- more in their married life. That's exactly what I was just thinking. I was literally just thinking that because I was like, I was like, yeah, that was the nice thing about the other one too, is you know because they got married earlier in the series season. You know, you got to see a little bit of their marriage afterwards. I was like, and we don't get to see that with Anthony mm-hmm. and Kate. And I'm like, but and they- they're both probably going to come back next season. Whereas, what is his name? Renee, I forget, did not come back. Reggae. So we don't. Reggae. Yes. Yeah. He did not come back. So we don't get to. So like they had to get it all into season one. 
Um, right. But we have, hopefully we'll have time, more time with Anthony and Kate. Yeah, like you said. Yeah. see some of their marriage. And I feel like, I hate to go down that road, but you know me, I read the books. So in the books, they're married much earlier. So you mm-hmm. do see a lot of their married life, and that's where a lot of, like, great stuff in the book happens. Mm-hmm. So I hope that they incorporate some of that from that book into the next season for them. I think they probably will. Cause like they're incorporating stuff from future books into this season, setting us up. As they did so, with season one too. Yeah. So, so I think then they'll, they'll keep storylines from previous books into later seasons to sort of, yeah, keep all those storylines going. I read something on that too, that, um, the actor who plays Anthony jo- uh, Jonathan pa- Bailey said something about Kate's past go- is going to be a little bit more explored oh, in the next season. Which I know you so were, I, yeah. Yes, so I'm very excited about that. And I, I can't wait. And I, I, I get that they are not the focus, so I don't intend for them to be. But because Anthony is the head of the family... He is still very much going to be a part of the storyline, same as he was yes. in season one, where he was not yeah. the, the you know main character, so to speak. So I think that he and Simone Ashley, who plays Kate, coming back, hopefully for all of them, which I know that Jonathan Bailey intends to be there for as long as they will have him. Yeah. I'm just excited to see where it's going to go for these characters, and I can't wait. And I know I'm, I'm being a little preemptive because we haven't gotten to the final episode yet, but I'm just excited to see where it's going to go for them. And the yes. fact that they will be incorporating th- things still going forward from their book specifically, I uh, makes me a little bit more at ease. Um, yeah, and think how many storylines... Being, being a book reader. Yeah, think how many storylines they carried on from the first season. Like, yeah. the whole... that. You know, and we see it in here, and I already, I don't even, I didn't even write it down his name because I know what the boxer, like, in the mm-hmm. first season, and then him well, in the club in the sex, second season, and then all of the stuff yeah. with the Featheringtons. I'm like, that's stuff, like, they added, but it's like, as they start covering everyone's stories, it's like, now they can just start carrying them through into the different seasons, so we can have right. Kate and Anthony being, you know, a, one of the side stories that's going on, while we're talking, yeah. looking at colin and penelope and all this kind of stuff yeah correct me if i'm wrong but now that he is married um kate will be the one presenting the girls to the queen oh i don't know i think that's how it works you know that's yeah because she becomes she becomes lady bridgerton right she is now lady bridger or not now because we haven't gotten to the last episode yet but once she marries him she becomes lady bridgerton and then so, the lady we know as Lady Bridgerton becomes the Dowager. So yeah. she no longer carries those responsibilities in taking her daughters into society and presenting yeah. them to the queen kind of thing. I think that's how it works. And that's how they so. like, were kind of insinuating things throughout the season because there there was that pressure of who Anthony was going to marry. And- yeah, because he, he literally said at one point, you know, it's my responsibility. To, it'll be my responsibility to bring my sisters out. So, I think yeah, yeah. Once he brings once yeah, I think it'll, that'll fall onto Kate. So she'll mm-hmm. she should. So hopefully she sticks around because she'll be a big part of it. That'll yeah. be fun. And I th- I think I did read something on Instagram just a post. So I don't know how real it is, but I think that they both intend on being there for the long haul, which makes me very excited. Just as a fan of the show, and again, Anthony's yeah. a big part of it because he's the head of the family. So 
I'm excited to see where it's going to go. Um, I'm excited that we've gotten two more seasons. And again, I'm getting a little preemptive. Yes. Because we we're not in the final episode, but I digress. I'm excited. I'll end it there. Yeah, we're already in like to the fifth season I'll and I'll we haven't it. even finished the first five minutes of episode seven. I'll save it. I'll save it. I'll save it for the good bits next week. But as far as this episode is concerned, this is obviously none of this happens in the book. So I really had to, as I was watching it, and again, the first time I watched the series, I was a little hot and bothered by the fact that it was, you know, not in, not following the book. So sitting down the second time watching it, I really was separated from the book completely at this point. Mm-hmm. Aside from the fact of thinking that this is an acronym book. So, some thoughts I had at some point. Yes. They are all, all the Sharma ladies, Mama Mary, Kate, and Edwina, they're all taking baths, but they're doing it in the same room at the same time. I literally wrote a note about that, too. I was like, three baths at once? <laughs> A, what? to have three bathtubs. B, like, why wouldn't you just have one bathtub and then you each take turns? Like, I I what? was also, that was my reaction to this scene, too. I lived, The first time, you know, we watched this through, I just, like, binged it. It didn't even hit. But this time, I'm like, wait a second. Why are they all in this bathroom, all in this room together, all in bathtubs? I was like, this is just unnecessary. You might as well just add Lady Danbury in there and just make it a party. I was like, why? Like, yeah. <laughs> why have three bathtubs? That so would be weird. so expensive. Yeah. So, um, that was a thought that I had watching Yep, this I had the show. same thought. I also had that thought. Yep. <laughs> um, and in this, separate from that, in this episode, we see Queen, the Queen, mm-hmm. down to either Eloise or Penelope as Lady Whistledown. And she goes with Eloise because Eloise is not the wallflower. Well, and because her footman followed Eloise in the last episode, she left her brother's wedding to go to the printer shop. Not to print, but to basically meet up with Theo. But the queen doesn't know that. So she's like, right. You left your brother's wedding to go to printer shop. Your lady whistle down. Right. But when Eloise is in the carriage talking to the queen, I'm like, why don't you just outright admit that you were there for a boy, honey? Like, that would have yeah. saved you so much drama, so much trouble, and said you would be a 16-year-old girl and say that you don't have feelings for a guy. Like, just come out and say that you have feelings mm-hmm. for Theo. Mm-hmm. Because you clearly do, even though she's not willing to admit it because she's, like, the strong-headed feminist type. She's like, who needs men? I don't need a man. Yeah, and then she develops that crush on Theo, and he basically... Told her to fuck off. Yeah, like, this is a crush. This is never going to happen. And what are you doing? You're threatening my livelihood and yours. And what are you doing? And she was like, it's... She comes to her senses. But it's hurt, too. So then she throws a bit of a tantrum. Yeah. So we've got that subplot going on. All the meanwhile, Penelope is trying to, like, figure out what to do. Yes. To... She's in an impossible situation. Yeah. I was she's wondering. I trying think... to save Eloise, but at the same time, she knows what she has to do is going to make Eloise extremely pissed off. So so what did you think? Did, did you have a solution? Like, what would you have done in Penelope's position? Like, do you have an idea? Like, or... 
you think, oh, like, did she do exactly what you would have done? Or I don't know. I mean, yeah. I she's stuck in between a rock and a hard place. And I, I've definitely been in those type of positions. But in this specific situation, I don't know what I would have done because she's obviously trying to protect her friend, but she's also putting her protecting her own identity above her friend. Um, I think that there are other things that she probably could have made up that didn't subject Eloise in the same degree that it did play out. Like she could have made something up Mm -hmm. or she could have said like Eloise was seen going off during her brother. You know, she didn't have to go into that amount of detail Mm -hmm. with that in mind, trying to keep her own identity a secret. I mean, I don't know. What, What would you have done? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, no idea. That's that's hard. Yeah. That is that is Yeah, because at one point she tells Madame Delacroix, she's like, Yeah, you know, I'd go and confess. She's like, But I don't think the queen would believe me. She'd think I'd just try to protect my friend. And she's right. Yeah. She's absolutely right. So it's like even if she wants to throw herself on our sword, she wouldn't be able to. Yeah, because Queen Charlotte isn't gonna take it, even if it's the truth, she's not going mm-hmm. to accept it. Mm-hmm. So I'll be interested to see what they do next season. I don't I'm really yeah. sad, though. And I'll get into this next episode. But I'm really sad mm-hmm. for both her and Eloise, the way that things are down. Even mm-hmm. though Eloise still at this point doesn't have a clue. It's just, it's so unfortunate. I, again, I feel like Eloise, she comes from this place of privilege, right? So she yeah. doesn't realize that what she's doing affects Theo and his life because everybody knows that it's him who is who is being talked about you know like he said in this episode he almost got thrown out of his job essentially he almost got fired yeah she's privileged and she's young which makes her you know foolish even though in real life she's older than us but it's fine she's older than me anyway i was gonna say she's not older than me none of them are (laughs) lady bridgerton You're not as old as Lady Bridgerton. No, I said she's she's the only one older than me. I'm like all of all of the all of the cast is younger than me. The yeah. main cast there. So I just so we've got that going on in this episode. So I feel like a lot overall, a lot happened in this episode. Meanwhile, yes, that's why I thought some of this. That's why I thought some of this was happening in the next episode because I'm like, wait, all oh, this is a lot. What lead? What does that leave for next episode? Because <laughs> so much happened in this one. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, we've got the Sharmas and the Bridgertons coming up with a plan to move forward in society. So oh my gosh, and I the- love... Yeah, I love how Lady Danbury and Lady Bridgerton both had the same idea at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, we need to go promenading. And they both drag their families out there to promenade. And I'm like... <laughs> I do I have to that. say, though, and this probably is my 21st century brain doing a lot of, like, overthinking. And, like, I thought it was absolutely stupid that other people in society would not even look at the Sharmas or the Bridgertons because the wedding, the wedding went south. And I get oh, that, like, I... it was a wedding hosted by the Queen, so it was, like, a larger deal than it probably should have been. That being said, I still think it's absolutely stupid. Do I think it's perfect for the time period probably i think it's so stupid like they won't even look these people in the eye well i think well i think what it is 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 you don't want to be ostracized from society 
So like if you are caught, if other people see you associating with someone who's being basically ostracized, you get ostracized yeah, but too. Ostracized, but being ostracized for breaking off an engagement is beyond stupid. And again, that's probably just my 21st century brain thinking, but yeah, I just, I think that the whole thing is stupid. Like people need to get over themselves. Like get a hobby, read a book. I don't care. Anything yeah, else would do the rules. Fine. The rules during that time period were very, were very strict. So yeah. literally anything could get you thrown out. And just talking to someone who's already been sort of cut off could get you cut off too. And you don't want to ruin your entire chances of being in society just because you talked to someone who's now been ostracized. So, so that's where I struggled in this episode is watching that whole thing happen. It's like it's so stupid. Like, get over yourself. Just because you're rich and you have a lot of money and you spend the season trying to find a fiancé, like, if one doesn't happen to work out, like, lottie dotty doo dah like, who gives yeah, a but shit? Yeah, but if this didn't happen, then we wouldn't have any of these stories. It wasn't supposed to happen in the book, Sherry! No, in the book, they get caught touching or whatever in a compromising situation we're forced to marry. Um, since when just looking at someone, so look at the whole, all of the plots of the book and the shows are based on the stupid rules that you're complaining about. (laughs) (laughs) They wouldn't have been forced to marry in either, either the first two books if it hadn't been because of the stupid rules and we wouldn't have had any story. They would have been like, oh, they decided they got caught in compromising situation and... Had they gone along with the book, Antony would have never been close to marrying Edwina in the first place. No, he would have been forced to marry Kate because they got caught in a compromising situation because you can't be unchaperoned with a man. He likes Kate. (laughs) Kate likes him. That's where the whole thing is. It's like, they're the end game anyway. So you might as well just follow the book anyway. No, because the plot lines are practically identical. It would have been made for shitty television. Shauna Rhymes (sighs) knows what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. If you hadn't read the books and if you had just been like, all right, did we just get a repeat of season one? I would have been so annoyed. I would have been so annoyed. I hate your minute, but you are right. <laughs> the majority of the people watching the TV show have not it. read the books. I will save what I have to say for the next episode because it really, no, no. So, uh, yeah. Next episode, Cherry. Let's move on. Okay, um, so anyways, we've got Lady D and Lady B trying to figure out a way out of this shithole, mm-hmm. and they come up w- with the idea of co-hosting a ball. Yes. Because that's the way you fix things. Okay, can we take a moment to discuss the scene where they're actually coming up with this whole ball idea? Yes. Yes, and Kate please. and Anthony, like... Like the dog, oh, the dog comes in. I was like, what What prompts this? The dog comes in and he gets, he now he likes him. Anthony already runs right to him and Kate's like shooting away. And then they're like looking at each other. And Edwina goes, oh, was I truly that blind? Were they always this obvious? And I was like, oh, honey, yes. Yeah. Yes, they were. <laughs> yeah. You really were very blind because they were this obvious the entire time. <laughs> yeah, Lady Danbury knew. <laughs> um, well, I guess his, his well, his mom didn't know until he 
till um his sister told him her what was i forgot her name well no she she said that it's daphne but daphne she said that oh yeah she suspected she she suspected but being mom she's not gonna say anything so until daphne confirms it then she's like okay here's what's really going on that's when she becomes into the inner circle that is lady danbury's knowledge because lady danbury got it straight from kate because Kate's a woman and is going to tell a woman other things, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Which kind of kind of brings me into my next thought, which I le- I didn't write anything down about this because I I had it I had the thought during watching this and then I had it just now. Um Kate and Edwina's mother. Uh-huh. She didn't notice. And I feel like through all of this she does say something to Anthony at one point about how like she put too many on Kate's shoulders. But I almost yeah. feel like I'm like, all right, you have, I'm like, I understand Edwina's upset because of the whole failed wedding and everything. I'm like, but Kate's also had, like, her heart broken by, like, you know, because the man she loves is marrying another woman, her sister, but still. And I'm like, and her mother's there, like, comforting Edwina, but I'm like, she's not there for Kate. And I'm kind of like, I feel like Kate has been sort of hung out to dry, man. I feel like they didn't give Mama Mary their mom. Um, enough screen time to be honest Mm -hmm. because I think the way that she was defending her relationship with Kate in the previous episodes to her parents makes me think that they do have a relationship and I wonder if theoretically when her husband died you know she kind of briefly mentioned it a lot was put on Kate but I wonder if she was a lot like Lady Bridgerton in the sense where she was just so connected oh and I I understand that. I wasn't thinking of, like, in the past and, like, what... I'm like, but no, I'm like, what about in just the past couple days? Right. But I honestly... I don't think they devoted enough screen time to mm-hmm. that... What could have been a storyline mm-hmm. um, and what could have been a, a great character. Now that Lady Mary is not a great character, but I just don't think that they devoted the screen time to it. I think that's yeah. what it boils down to, to be frank. Because I, I think she probably knew something was up, but at the end of the day, like, she knew as well as stipulations of her parents' agreement and was probably more focused on that than Kate's feelings. I mean, maybe that's true, yeah. But at the yeah, end of the day, dealing... from, a production, from a production standpoint, I think it's just the fact that they weren't, she wasn't given the screen time. Yeah, I just, I don't know, because I see, you know, it's like Lady Danbury could see it was obvious that Kate was in love with Anthony and vice versa, I'm like, where's her own mother in this? She should have also noticed. Because, yeah, it's like, yeah, all the mothers, two of the mothers noticed, but not Kate's own. I felt like I think, and this, I could be wrong in this, but I feel like they treated, like, Lady Mary was more of a throwaway character, whereas we had already known Lady Dan. Yeah. So they're going to devote more time to her. Because, and I'm going to go there. I'm going to go to the books. She is, Lady Danbury is mentioned and in almost all of the books. Like, she is a side character. She is not related to the Duke in the way that we see in the first season. That was mm-hmm. something that they had made up. And as well as that, they made up this relationship with her and the Sharmas as well. I think that they did that to tie in a character that we already knew to introduce the characters to from a, a production and, and storyline standpoint. But I think that they gave And I think to keep that. her in too, because I think she's just so wonderful. Exactly. She's such a great character. Exactly. 
and people love her. So yeah. why spend time getting to know this one season character, theoretically, I don't know if she's coming back for any more episodes. Why spend time on a one season character when you can spend time on someone who's going to be here for the long haul? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. That's just my opinion. Whether or not Lady, I hope Lady Mary does get some sort of storyline in the future, just because, you know, now that Kate is marrying, married to... Lord Bridgerton, maybe she'll stick around, but who knows? Like I said, who knows? Yeah, maybe we want to see her the occasional like guest appearance, you know, if there's a baby or something. Right, like like Daphne. I don't know. Like yeah. Daphne. So yeah, they come up with the idea for the ball, so everyone kind of has to play along with it. No one's really happy about it, but then we've got a scene with all of the Bridgertons in the same room, right? And I love it when the Bridgertons are all in the same room. Lady D- Lady Bridgerton is kind of explaining the plan, right, to everyone and, and trying to get them behind Antony. And, ev- like, all of the siblings are just not having it. And I loved it. I was, I was watching the scene going, like, is that really? They just all sit around in the same room together? I'm like, don't they do anything else? Like... <laughs> that's what I was I mean no I did love it too but I was just like I did th- that little you know little throwaway thought struck me I'm like wait is this they're just kind of all in this room together what are they doing you know um the youngest one was like working on something probably schoolwork. who was it Hyacinth was playing piano or something like yeah like they were all kind of like yeah. Benedict was doing like some art work um Eloise I think was reading yeah I, I mean, I think those were the, the Bridgertons in the room, essentially. But they were all picking on Antony, and I loved it. Because yeah. I was like, this is such sibling energy. And you can really tell that they have built a relationship from season one. Because, yeah. I mean, they, they've always kind of, they've always portrayed a family really well. But I think, and I'm excited to see where it grows from here on out. But because they've known each other for so long at this point, I don't know. Like, you could, you could kind of see that really, like off-camera relationship have an effect on their on-screen relationship oh yeah no yeah they definitely all have like fantastic chemistry as a family unit and i love the part where benedict was like is there something we all should know brother or something perhaps only i should know and i was like yes what are you insinuating i literally rewound and rewatched that part because i was like that was so funny yeah i love it and we've got the one scene that did kind of confuse me, though, is when Antony goes and sees Benedict at his art school, and he's got that party going on. I was like, what's the point of this? But also, I do see the point later on, is, like, the perspective. Yeah, he gives him some good advice. Yeah, but I'm like, did that really need to happen at school? Yeah, I was also, I, I was like, oh, I remember this scene from before. I'm like, but what happens in this scene? I was like, Absolutely. oh, man, that was a very quick scene i'm like i guess we just we just was just that little nugget of advice that antony needed to hear benedict has been like on point for advice um basically up until this point when we've seen him give advice like whether it be to eloise or to antony like he is really good at the advice giving he's not Mm -hmm. so good on the advice listening no but the giving part i think it's the inner artist he still needs some figure some things out for himself he does. Should have been next season, but I digress. Help. We'll hopefully get him in season four. <sighs> we can wait. We don't want this to end. 
ever. No, I will wait for Benedict till the end of time. So another thought that I have. So at some point, and we kind of touched on this briefly, they all go to the art gallery or some sort of art museum. Yeah, museum. Yeah, something promenading inside. Inside, yes. (laughs) They promenade outside. They promenade inside. They just, everyone just walks around. Just talks around. to each other. That's some art. Finally, at some point, the Sharma sisters talk, and even though it does not go, you know, healing everything that, that that happened between them, we do see the lines of communication begin to open again. Mm-hmm. So, and to be honest, I get why Edwina is mad. I do. Yeah. However, I think her reactions are a little bit childish. Absolutely. I agree. I think I'm like, Edwina, Edwina is, is not giving Kate any benefit of the doubt. Like, because no. I'm like, Kate has sacrificed so much for Edwina and I'll be like, well, I never asked you to. And it's like, well, okay, but you wouldn't be here if she hadn't. So. Right. And I feel like, and maybe you can give some inv- insight because you are the older sister here. I feel like that even though it's kind of, it's like this unspoken rule or the unspoken like, like guidebook, right? Since their father died. And I know your father's still alive, so you cannot speak on that thing. But like. He is. I saw him yesterday. Good, good. I'm glad glad your father is doing well. But like, it's it's sort of like this, like. I like to call it like the the rule book of being a younger sister and older sister. So that's why I refer to it as a rule book. But it's like, you know, as an older sister, you look out for your younger sister. Correct me if I'm wrong. I know that your sister's relationship with your sister is a little bit unique because your sister hit a little bit more milestones than you did earlier on in life with the whole being married. Yeah, yeah. I obviously I'm not trying to find her a match because she's married with children. So... Right. But no, I absolutely feel responsible for her. And I, and even right, like right now, if she called me up and was like, well, I mean, I helped her move yesterday. Cause she was like, hey, come over anytime. I'll probably put you to work. I'm like, okay, I'm there. Um, yeah. And like, yeah, even if she, even if she hurt me really badly and then called me. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel, I feel like Edwina is being a, a younger sister. In mm-hmm. this regard, because she doesn't realize that, like, regardless, Kate would have made those sacrifices for her because that's her sister. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think, yeah, Kate has given so much for Edwina. And I'm like, Edwina, you can, I don't know, try giving a little bit back. You know, maybe say thank you. Also, the, the thing that I felt about this scene for Edwina is like, whoa, she went hardcore cynical. Like, it's yeah. like she was all like rose-colored glasses two episodes ago and like an episode ago and now suddenly she's like now suddenly she's like there's no such thing as a happily ever after even our dad died and i'm like my god i'm like you just went from zero to a hundred i'm like you went from like i'm in love to love doesn't exist it's all a fairy tale i'm like whoa honey don't it yeah, I get, that, I get that she's heartbroken because yeah. she, I feel, really did like Antony, but she, oh, I'm 100% with you. She got so cynical so quickly. And, yeah. like, she even asked Kate about, like, do you believe in happy endings? And then Kate is like, of course I do. How could I not? Yeah. You know, you, you saw how happy mom and dad were. 
And that's when Kate was like, yeah, and even that ended in tragedy. It was like, yeah, well, look at the time period, honey. Everybody dies. Yeah. I would say, yeah, everybody dies. Regardless everybody of the time dies. period. It's, it's uh, yeah. just a fact. <laughs> yeah. So I could, I could just smack her. I could. I won't, but I could. But, like, yeah. that's when you I'll know, like, like the actress is doing a wonderful job. Because, like, if you're playing a character that is supposed mm-hmm. to be hated and everybody hates that character, then you have done your job. Absolutely. So kudos to this actress because she's what she went from zero to zero to 100, as you say, perfectly. Yep. I've, 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 I have, I have literally said that about things before. I'm like, people are like, oh my gosh, did you like it? I'm like, no, I hated it. It was so good, but I hated it because they just, they nail the dislike so well. And you're just like, I can't stand you. And you're like, oh, it was such a well done movie. I hated it, but it was so well done. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, no. You're supposed to, so. And she is heartbroken too. So I was like, I was like, all right, I'm going to give her a pass. I'm like, the girl, poor girl just needs some, some ice cream and some Bridget Jones. And, um, yeah, you know, some, some comfy. Well, I think too, probably, I don't know how, how much time passed between the secret being revealed of like her grandparents having stipulation of her marriage and that being held a secret for her entire life. And I know what it's like for like when a, decade old family secret comes to light or so Mm -hmm. and have that you know thrown in your face and that tipping your world on its axis but so I know that feeling so I don't know how long it went from that happening to also her realizing that her fiance is in love with her sister and her sister loves her fiance and that whole bit happening like I don't know how much time is supposed to have passed but like if one thing happens one right after the other, she's probably really hurting because A, her family kept this huge secret from her in order to try and protect her when she's not a child anymore. And I could go on forever, but I won't. So I'm just going to stop. But I can. No, I, I literally was like. Yeah. Yeah. She had a lot thrown of her in a pretty quick, short amount of time. And I'm like, yeah. I also had to know. I'm like, I'm like, how long is this freaking season? Because I'm like, all right. They've had the balls. They announced her as a diamond. They had the the whole week out at the 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 whatever house, the Bridgerton country estate. They get engaged. Then there's the wedding. I'm like, how long between the engagement and the wedding was it? And then the the wedding failure. I'm like, now we're into another week. And then they're like, oh well, you still have time to find someone this season because both they say that it's said to both Edwina and to Anthony, like, oh, are you still gonna, you know, you still have time. And I'm like, how long is this season? I'm like, I feel like it's already been like at least two months. I'm like, what do we got? Like three weeks left? What? So theoretically is spring and summer. Okay. So I was thinking it was like a season, like just like one season. So like three months. And I'm like, this is. I'm pretty yeah. sure the season is spring and summer. Because it doesn't refer to the season as in like a sea, like a season, right? I know, but because they like, call it, but they call it the season, so I figured it was probably time wise similar right. in length. No, and that's what I originally thought too. But I, I googled it once upon a time, but it's been a minute. I think yeah, so I think we did earlier right. too because we were trying to figure out time, like when in the year it happened. Oh, the morning, the morning, the morning of the Featheringtons, which is off by the way, so off. 
Like, they should still be in mourning, but whatever. Yeah. It's beyond the point. Or, we're, it's television, so. Oh, I also found it odd. So, in this, in this bit of time when they're at the art gallery or the museum, Anthony, at some point, tries to secretly confront Kate about what happened to them at the altar in the church. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Because Kate, at this point, is refusing to say that, not, it, let, that anything happened between them. Yeah. But episodes earlier, Antony was refusing. I was gonna say we've to already say. played this game multiple times in every other exactly. episode. Can we move exactly. on? <laughs> but like so so earlier on in the season, Antony is refusing to say that anything happened, and now it's flip-flopped where Kate is refusing to say anything that happened. And I was like, just admit that you like each other and move on on already like for yeah. the love of god like every episode we all new. saw it you kissed yeah big whoop but otherwise <laughs> oh side note can we talk about penelope's hair this episode because previously like it was bad and then it got better and i think it's just bad again her forehead looked huge oh i didn't i didn't particularly i i was looking at the hair color and i was thinking the color looked fine but we want to jump ahead to my costume corner. Yes, please. Because I did specifically notice that one outfit that Penelope was wearing that was, mm-hmm. I was going to say, the yellow one, obviously. They're all yellow. But this one was like a sunny yellow with the daisies. And then she had the little daisies in her hair. So this was when she was, you know, when she was talking to Colin in the hallway. I was like, I know normally they put her in yellows that don't quite flatter her because the whole point is for her to not be as attractive as she is but i think this yellow better suited her and with the daisies and stuff i just loved it i loved the picture that she cut so i was not noticing her forehead so much as the whole picture i really thought it beautiful and i'm sure i am sure her the wig people put it on correctly i just like as a viewer i was like her forehead looks extremely large (laughs) sorry but I just think her forehead looks a little bit too large. I did but have another costume put... corner note, too. Yes. Eloise dresses. So she's wearing the same dresses we've already seen in other episodes that I already commented on. Because I was like, I like her. How they're, like, double-breasted. But I just yeah. realized in this episode, it's not the dress. She's wearing a dress. And then those little double-breasted pieces are, like, actual waistcoats. Or they're not waistcoats because, obviously, they're just over her bust essentially but they're like little vests that come off the dress oh yeah and then they just have the double-breasted buttons on the and i'm like oh my gosh these are tiny little that mimic men's waistcoats that, that, that all the guys are wearing i'm like but there's a little teeny tiny one that looks like it can literally come off because i realized it's because i remember when she, when she was bending over and i'm like oh there's actually a gap in the back because it doesn't it's it's not attached it's a separate piece i was like oh that's interesting. So it even, even, it's like I already knew it was a nod to men's clothing, you know, to tone down her, make her a little bit more avant-garde there, show that she's into, you know, rights and everything. But I'm like, but that's like a step further than I realized that they had taken was it's actually a separate piece and, and goes on just like a men's waistcoat. Right on. Yeah. Love it. So cool part that I noticed. Right on. Sherry's costume corner. Woohoo! 
that should have its own musical bit, I think. Yeah. Sherry's costume corner. So they get to the scene with the Bridgerton ball, right? And I thought, so I had a thought. They show, as they're setting up for the scene, or setting up for the ball, that people are painting florals on directly onto the floor. Yes. I don't understand it, Sherry. Why, why paint florals on the floor? To make the floor pretty. To make it a dance floor? So yeah, to make it unique. These are rich people. They do silly things like... Change the floor for every ball. I mean, looks, I don't get it. It looked look nice. Pretty. Yeah. It looked pretty, but I don't get it. Because you're just going to scuff it up anyways. Speaking yeah, I was wondering about that too. Getting it all over people's bottom people's shoes. Because, and... like, they were they were still painting it too. So, I'm yeah, like, it couldn't like... dry that quickly to the point where it wouldn't have gotten, like, all over and scuffed up and messed up and on, on people's clothing and whatnot. And then right. I assume it has to come off because you don't want your floor permanently painted like that, do you? Stained wood. Hell if I know. But then no one shows up for the ball. Surprise, surprise. Except for the Sharmas, of course, because they're co-hosting it, sort of. Yes. So... Instead of wallowing in self-pity, what I loved, my favorite part of this entire episode, is Antony calling on his baby, baby sister, Hyacinth, to dance mm-hmm. with him. Yes. Because I, I don't know how old um, Hyacinth and Gregory are supposed to be here, but because they're the younger ones, they're not allowed at the yeah, parties. out yet. Yeah. So, calls on Hyacinth, you know, he's down below, she's up above, to come and dance with him. I just thought it was so cute. I loved it. It was so cute. I loved that whole scene of everyone just dancing and having fun. Yeah. And I love that Lady Danbury called on Gregory and was like, you're, you're, you're going to show me what you're working with here, sir. Yeah. Show me all those dance lessons that are being put to use. Come on, let's do it. Yeah. Everyone's just having a grand time. I love that scene so much. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think those scenes where we're just seeing the Bridgerton family being a family. Well, it goes back to the the point where I said earlier, I love them together because they, I mean, their relationship have really, you know, grown since season one. I loved it overall, I will say. And then it all leads out to Kate going outside, Sherry. And who does she run into, Sherry? Yes. In the gazebo, or... Something akin to a gazebo. I don't know. She runs into Anthony. Mm Mm-hmm. And what what happened, Sherry? Well, they bicker a bit. Uh Uh-huh. Say how much they drive each other crazy. And then he, of course, gives her the order to... See, this is what killed me. He's like, please go inside. And she's like, don't tell me what to do. We just discussed this. And he's like, go inside. And he, like, whispers it. And then they're just like... Boom. Sexy Mm -hmm. times. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it was very sexy, sexy times. I will give it that. It was indeed. I will say this. So I saw on another post on Instagram or Twitter or something, uh, Jonathan Bailey said that the actors, so him and him and Simone Ashley. Yeah. Are the ones who put in the little bit of consent 
that happens right before oh, yeah, things yeah, get yeah. down. Yeah. Um, they're the ones that put it in there because they thought it was important. And I agree. Um, because uh Anthony's like, like constantly says, I will stop, I will stop, stop, and then Kate is like, Don't stop. Essentially mm-hmm. consenting to what's about to happen. So I I love that they put that in there because consent is important. Oh my god, I'm not gonna lie, whenever there's a um scene on television and then like they're getting in busy and then they stop for consent that honestly that turns me on even more (laughs) yeah like i'm like because i'm like nothing's hotter than respect man so yeah i immediately goes even if i was kind of like not into that whatever's happening i immediately then i'm like okay (laughs) i'm i'm further in it's 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 Oh my god, it's happened. It's, it's happened in multiple scenes where I've been like, I'm like, oh my god, like he, like any man who stops and to confirm, like we're doing this, it becomes infinitely hotter yeah. in that moment. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that that was they added that. That's great. Yeah, the one thing I will say though, as I was watching this the second time, I was like, dude, you're outside. A, B. Yes. I get that they're on, like, this large-ass property, but, like, where exactly are they in relation to this house? Because, theoretically, you could be seen from the house. Could you from not? the house. Any sort of gardener or, you know, they got, like, a million servants because they were supposed to be a ball that night. So they just have, like, what, hundreds of staff about the place? Uh, yeah. I just... Like how how like if if they both wind up here, how far from the house would they have to wander for it to be no longer in the view of the house? Because like, dear God, so that's what's going through my mind. I'm like, you can literally be seen from the house right mm-hmm. now, literally. I know that's not what we're supposed to be thinking about, but I couldn't help but think about it. I was thinking about wardrobe malfunctions because. She's wearing this little, you know, little half corset thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but she's lying on her back. And, you know, anybody with boobs know they do not cooperate, especially when you change gravity. So, like, when you're standing up, they want to go down. But when you're lying down, man, they want to go up to the sides or head. to the face. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, are they, I'm like, how are, I'm like, I'm so worried that they were going to come out. Well, I think she's, I think the actress is tall and therefore probably does not have the biggest of boobs. So that is not a concern for her. Well, yeah, but they're so pushed up in that, you know, to give that, that cleavage, that rounded cleavage of the time period. So I'm wondering, I'm like, maybe they were, maybe there was some um, double-sided tape used to ensure that there were no, because I was like, I was like, how are they not coming out? I'm like, because there were a couple of times I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Might have been a slip there, yeah. but I'm like, they, yeah, I, was, I, was, I was a little nervous. A little nervous. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree on that sentiment. So they have sex. And then Antony wakes up. It's the next day. Still outside. Still naked. Wakes up. Yeah. Kate is gone. Kate is gone. She left yeah, him. She was smart enough not to sleep outside in the gazebo to be found yeah. by the gardener in the morning. So, Antony then goes inside, and this is where I have an issue, Sherry. He goes inside and he grabs the ring. The same ring that he proposed to Edwina with and that she wore during the time of which they were engaged. 
to then, I assume, to then go and then propose to Kate. But it's also his family's ring. Like, and I get that. To use? And I, I get that it might be part of the time period, but also her sister wore the exact same fucking ring. Her sister. Not some random ass person off the street. Her Yeah, but I si- feel like her sister was wearing it under a false pretense. Whereas it was always meant to go to Kate. So... So if your sister had been proposed to, broke it off, and then this guy proposed to you with the same ring, you would accept the ring? With his family heirloom? Yeah. Even if your sister wore the same ring? Yeah. Because I I see why, I I see the the significance of it keeping staying in the family. You know, like some families pass down the same ring generation to generation, and, you know, I I wouldn't be weirded out by it at all. I would. I would. But I also don't care about engagement rings or wedding rings. I don't, I think they're silly. So I don't have any attachment to who wore them before. That point aside, that point aside, if it were you and Laura, you would wear the same ring. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. So he goes to basically Lady Danbury's house to propose to Kate, only to find that she is not there, Sherry. Of course not. She's gone for a horse ride. Or horseback riding, I should say. Yep, coming full circle, man. Mm-hmm. Only the episode ends, Sherry, with her falling off the horse and hitting her head on a rock. Yes. With Anthony essentially almost right behind her. I feel like you have opinions. Because we needed more drama. I don't know. I don't yeah. really have any opinions. I was just kind of like, this seems unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I thought I thought this part happened in the next episode because I'm like. I'm like, doesn't she then wake up and they get engaged and married? I'm like, we don't need a full episode for that. So I didn't realize that all ha- this all happened. And yeah, I thought the whole sexy times and the horse falling off all happened in the last episode. Because I'm like, I don't even remember what happens after this other than they get together. So I was like... Kate being unconscious for the entirety of the last episode? Yeah, I'm like, is, like, is she really unconscious that long? Because yeah, it's... Yeah, this just seemed like more drama we don't need it's like okay so finally now they're both on the same page supposedly i glanced ahead at the next episode because i was like what does happen in the next episode i'm like oh yeah okay yeah and i remember some stuff and i'm like oh yeah no they're gonna have more there's gonna be more will they won't they next episode but i'm kind of over the will they won't they at this point because they already did yeah we've been will they won't they every episode this whole freaking season yeah for the whole season it's kind of annoying actually it is annoying, and it's like now they've already slept together. Can we just assume where they want to that it's they will and move on from there? But no, but we're never gonna. I'm getting. I'm jumping episodes. I'm jumping episodes. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. What do you think about this whole? So, can I compare it to the book? Oh yeah. Okay. So this part obviously does not happen in the book. In the book, however, she does get hurt in a carriage accident. Where oh, like, okay. the wheel falls off of the carriage and she breaks her leg. She is never at any point unconscious. Ooh. Okay. So I think this is kind of taking the place of that. Mm-hmm. That being said, I I think at that point in the book, it's been a it's been a minute. I think at that point they are already either engaged and or married. Okay, yeah, that's gonna that be my, literally gonna be my next question was where in the relationship did that carriage accident happen? So, 
I, th I think the incident is there to take place of the incident in the book. However, it doesn't do anything for the actual storyline because they're already together. Mm -hmm. And she was never at any point unconscious in the book. And that is all I have to say. All right. I feel like adding that little bit of flair to the final episode, which we'll talk about next episode, unnecessary. Yeah, it felt, it felt a little like overkill. I'm like, mm -hmm. all right, they have sex, and then immediately she's thrown from the horse, brained yeah. on some rocks. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of the episode. I did have one note that I wanted yes. to make. This yes. is going back a little bit. Yeah. Because I noticed this, like, the middle of it, that I, the scene, and I was like, wait a second. So, obviously, when Penelope's trying to figure out what she's going to do regarding Eloise's situation... She goes to Madame Delacroix's house, mm -hmm. and they're sort of brainstorming. Mm -hmm. Midway through the scene, I suddenly realize Madame Delacroix has dropped her fake French accent and is using her natural-born English accent, oh, honey, which we learn for episodes. Hmm. She's been doing that for several episodes now. Ever since she found out about Penelope being laid whistled on, she dropped it in front of Penelope. Okay, so that was that's my question was I was like, wait. I was like, when did that, when did she start using that with Penelope? I was like, and? When, when she, st she starts speaking in her normal accent around Penelope when Penelope confronts her about finding her outside of the print shop or whatever, whatever in like the first or second episode. Oh, of the I guess I didn't notice. Yeah. But I was like, did yeah. they ever discuss it? Because like. Because no. uh, obviously before then, Penelope didn't know she wasn't French. So I was like, did they, did she just like, kind of like reveal like, oh, this is, I'm faking this for my career. I'm like, did they ever have the discussion or did she just stop using her French accent? That's why I was kind of like, wait, when did this happen? I think, I think if my memory serves me right, it gets dropped the first time after Penelope essentially calls Madame Delacroix old in Lady Whistledown saying that like, okay. she might be old in town but the new modiste is not all she's cracked up to be, like, Madame Gale Yeah, yeah, no, like, I, yeah, I, I understand when it happened. I, I just, I didn't, I missed it. I didn't, I didn't notice that that ever happened. So I, when they were in the middle of talking, because I literally, they were in the middle of the conversation, but I was like, wait a second. Yeah. That word. That's been like, going on. Yeah. I'll have to think, go rewatch it. I think it's implied in the sense that, like, She's doing it because she knows that being French and French fashion is better for her business. No, no, so she she explains it. Business. She explains it in season one. Like we already knew she wasn't French because right. she tells Benedict. But I was trying to figure out when did she come out to Penelope because I had missed it's that like, that had happened. So did that's you have why to I was call like, me old. Yeah, yeah. Did you have to call me old. So I don't know if they. I, I don't think they ever went into depth about it. Right, Maybe yeah, no, because obviously they didn't, because I would have known. But I was like, oh, yeah. when? When did that happen? When did she... I'm like, Penelope's obviously in on it, but... Yeah. Maybe that's something that they'll delve into in the next season, since it's Penelope next season. She She's going to be more of a focus. Well, no, it's already happened, so... so I don't think well, that can cover it, I think. It was... But that, that relationship in general... Oh, yeah. You know, might be mentioned in passing or something. Yeah, that, that's it for episode seven. And then we, right. then we have the season two finale. In our ship of the week. Yes, Sherry. Yeah, our ship of the week. Mm -hmm. 
this week is the friendship between Lady Danbury and Lady Bridgerton. Yes, indeed. So, and I think, too, I mean, those two women have been side by side since season one and trying to set up Daphne and the Duke, and we saw that relationship build, right? And so I think at some point they said something about their matchmaking skills, like together, bringing people together, like something about their skills as, you know, a matchmaking, not even like a service, but like just their matchmaking skills together and bringing Antony and Edwina together. But then I think it's in the next episode in the finale where they kind of all laugh about it, or maybe it was the wedding episode. Well, the wedding episode is when... So I was like, this was, we really got to see their friendship at play last episode was, you know, when they were sort of on the outs because Lady Ban Danbury knew about the parents stipulation and hadn't told Lady Bridgerton. So, you know, they're sort of like on the outs at the wedding, but then when the wedding doesn't go through and the queen's like, fix it. And then the two of them have their laughing attack. Yes. Like, that's what I'm referring hall, to. Yeah. Looking outside at the pit, the you know, the peacocks, I was like, that's like, that's, that's when they reconciled and were kind of like, yeah, no, we're stronger together. Let's, let's, you know, end this little feud because we're going to, and then we definitely see it in this episode where it's like, they're pretty much united in -hmm. everything they do to Mm -hmm. restore the family's reputations. The promenading, the ball, yeah. like that, that is not like Lady Mary, Mama Mary has absolutely nothing to do with any of this. No. It is nope. all Lady Danbury and Lady Bridgerton, those two women. And I have to say, I'm excited that they are added as characters into the prequel series that will be happening with uh, Queen Charlotte. Ooh, that's right. Yes. It's going to yeah. be those three women. So I'm excited to see both of their younger selves. If and when we see in that series how they met mm-hmm. and see that relationship in its early stages, I'm I'm excited. But I definitely feel like that is a friendship worth yeah. seeing. Our a friendship, and they also have this sort of strong respect for each other, mm-hmm. and in a way that, well, I think you know that also comes from their ages. So it's like yeah. they're both dealing with these younger people, and they're just like. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that too, dealing with the younger generation and both, you know, not having men at their sides, not, they don't, both of them don't have a husband. So, I mean, they, they've been married, but neither of them have a husband living at this time. So they are kind of like mirroring images of each other of like women theoretically in power. Yeah. Because, you know, they're both in, in the ton, as they say. I was just saying, as much as Anthony says that he's, like, in charge of the household or whatever. No. And it's it. It's like Lady Bridgerton is literally, like, saving the family time and time again. Uh, Yeah. And to your point, I think, like, specifically Lady Bridgerton's still running that household. Back in episode two, when she gives birth to Hyacinth, and they go to Anthony of, like, do we save your mom or do we save the baby? Mm Mm-hmm. She says, you know, he was born in this room from this body. It's not his decision. Yeah. And then that's when he was like, do whatever she wants. Yeah. So she is she is running that family and that household. And and Lady Danbury doesn't answer to anybody because she's yep. Lady Danbury. She's a queen in her own right. But yeah, they are definitely stronger together. I'm happy that their rift did not last long because mm-hmm. that relationship 
too good to, you know, be out on the outs. Yeah, and they would not have survived the following scandals nope. had they not reconciled in that moment. <laughs> and with that is the end of episode seven. Episode, season two. Yep. One more episode. One more and episode. That, I can't believe we're at the event. And then after that, we have to wait for the next season. Yeah, but thank God we we already when? Get, we're we know we're getting to which I think they start. It? I think I don't I don't know. I think that they started filming recently, season three. I was gonna say because previously the past two seasons have come out like well the first season came out at Christmas time to come out, <sighs> but then co- but then COVID wait. happens. So yeah, that, we had to yeah. wait. We had to wait the next couple of months this time around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, they started filming last week. So, we'll see how it goes. Here we go. Bridging, season three release date. Does not have one yet. Spring or summer of 2023. Oh, God. So, we might have to wait. wait, uh, I don't have the patience for this. Yeah, season one premiered in December 2020. Season two dropped on Netflix in spring of 2022. So, we waited over a year. Right, yeah. It came out a year and, like, three months. Because of COVID. But if this one doesn't come out till summer, then it might, well, again, it'll be a year and three months. Yeah. From the previous. Until then, I have other shows to tide me over. However, I do have some sad news. Oh, I have no. some sad news. Do I want to hear this? It, it was announced back in March, but I didn't really realize it until this past week or so, past couple weeks. Uh-huh. Three of my CW shows are ending or have ended. Oh, no. <laughs> Which ones? Mm-hmm. Three. Uh, Charmed, the reboot. Okay, yep. Legacies. Then the last episode is this yep. next week. And Two then, shows you've talked about, you've done ships from. Yeah. And then the third one that is ending is um, Roswell, New Mexico, which just started oh, its yep. last season. Mm-hmm. Which okay. was going to be a ship for me, but now I have to rethink it because all my ships have ended. I was saying, you should stop shipping shows because maybe that's the kiss of death. <laughs> yeah, Nikki, you gotta rethink Nikki. this whole shipping thing, Sherry, okay? <laughs> I'm having second thoughts. We're gonna have to come up with different ways, okay? It's clearly not working out for me, okay? First, it was Sasha and Naomi. They went oh, yeah, bed. that's right. And then three of my CW shows are ending, Sherry. I can't take it anymore. I'm about to lose it. <sighs> it's it'll be fine but i think we seriously need to reconsider this ship of the week thing yeah okay all right that being said that's all we have to say about season two episode seven yes. on to the finale join us that's a wrap on today's episode and if you haven't already be sure to follow us on all the socials twitter instagram and facebook and join us for the next episode of love as seen on TV.